Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Bronger. Uh, with me as always is amazing Amanda, oils all the gears and turns mm-hmm. all the screws and makes things happen for the show. Today I have Justin Willman on, who is an amazing magician. You might have seen his show, uh, Magic for Humans, on Netflix. Justin, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, I wouldn't describe you as a dipshit. Like when I when I do the show, I, I get people who write uh, me and go, "Hey, you're not so much of a dipshit." And a, I am, uh, but B, I'm also saying like we all are. We all have dipshittery. Yeah, in us. I would totally describe myself as a dipshit. Really? And if we got to if we got to know each other well enough, yes, I hope that you would too. Fair. You know? <laughs> I, I hope point, we can approach that level of friendship. You're seeing the polished dipshit part, <laughs> yes. the, you know. But well, you know, give me give me ninety minutes, and luckily we yeah. don't. You know, we I don't would have to. I would say though, like uh, not that I'm an expert. I do watch a. a, a a lot of magic, or as much as I can, I do really enjoy the art form. I don't think you can be much of a dipshit and a great magician at the same time. Would be my my thing. Oh, that's interesting. You, know? you mean because uh, if you're a dipshit magician, you just kind of like you know we see how everything works, and therefore yeah. you kind of well that and uh, you know it's so it's fun. It's funny you just described uh, exactly what I was thinking of. I used to do a show. You know, when you're starting out as a comedian, you kind of would throw your own shows and host, and yep. that's how you work out yep. that you get your own stage time. And I did that in Chicago, starting out, and there was a guy whose brother was a magician who was always bothered. I mean, like, you got to let him go up. And I'm like, but it's a comedy show. Like, is he funny magician? He's like, no, he just does straight up magic. And I was like, all right. <laughs> like, I was just like, fine. It's just a bar. Who cares? I'm like, yeah, let's, uh, we have a magician. And he went up and I'm not joking when I say every trick he did, he fucked up. Every trick. Every trick, he revealed what it was. Like the uh-huh. staff out of the backpack, and you could see where it bent, where yep. it was actually uh, yeah. a piece of plastic. It wasn't wood. Uh, things like that. Every To the point where people are laughing, and I felt so bad for him, they're laughing because they think it's a bit. Right. And, and you're he, like, you know, maybe he actually is I mean, a comedy magician. <laughs> like to this day, it. was this like an Andy Kaufman-esque magician uh-huh. comedian? I don't, I don't know. But yeah, it's it, because it takes so much practice, because it takes so much presence and so much uh, confidence in, in, in the moment and in and of yourself. Uh, you know, it's 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 kind of hard. I guess I guess the point is you can't really be a dipshit on stage. That's exactly what I was saying. Okay. Say. Is okay. that for some reason, a lot of magicians, and maybe Amanda, you know a lot of magicians, <laughs> are really good at hiding their dipshitness when they're performing, <laughs> when they're on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of the dip, like the personal life is just dipshitted up. <laughs> and <laughs> comedians maybe are in touch with uh, just using that dipshitness on stage, using it as vulnerability, yeah, and I'm being yeah, a human yeah. being, and I can relate to you. Mm-hmm. Magicians have to have a very polished veneer. Yeah, that's magicians absolutely- are True. like uh, you know you're like like the Hindenburg basically it's a great blimp until there's a pinhole <laughs> and then it just <laughs> comes down <laughs> and it, but I, I I I hope there isn't as much of what example I always use is Evil Knievel how people would watch Evil Knievel and you know probably if they were honest at least half the crowd is like ooh I hope he crashes you yeah, know like it's yeah. that thing of just they just want to see him and when he lands it's like yay right but, okay you know because we do have that dark side to us I don't think the same thing goes for magic at no. all. I think more often than not, people are, you know, you just get sad if someone's trick doesn't work. That's why so many magicians kind of do the do the the the, the bait and switch. Right. We're like, oh, I fucked it up. There's nothing worse than- A magician I mean, in trouble. You know, you go to the magic castle, <laughs> and, and a lot of times there's, you know, world class, the best in the world. But sometimes you'll see some that are just a little less polished, and, and you just get this sweaty palms cringiness in the audience, because yes. you just- you want to f- you want the person to walk out and make you feel like, uh, listen, I got this covered. Relax, have right. another drink, enjoy. Yeah, don't worry yeah, about me. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of times you're like, oh god, oh, <laughs> he, oh gosh, I want to help him out, you know. And there's just you know, and when you see how a trick works, 
when you're not supposed to. It's like just your dick flopping out. Yep. Yep. You can't really recover like uh-huh. a joke bombing. Right. Yeah. You can move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, not with not with a trick. Yeah. Exposed. And it's but it's funny. It, but if you if you do have like if you do have a couple good dingers and but you have one joke that just eats eats its own dick. You basically let your next joke, even if it's super good, is kind of like it's still tainted a little. And I imagine it's probably the same thing with with doing a trick where like one just didn't work, and then okay, let's get back on the horse. Exactly. You, you kind of like oh well, you got to earn my trust back mm-hmm. a little you, bit. You kind of have to be a master of ceremonies. Yeah. As a, as For a, a second, the audience is like, I, may, I don't know if he actually has powers. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he might be lying to us. And it, yeah. yeah, that's why that's why comedy magicians exist. In that, right. when, you know, win or lose. It's supposed to happen. Hopefully. Yeah, and but it, it, that's that there is such a big thing to banter. I feel like you have that where you can kind of find a rapport right, right, with right. an audience, or just like in your show, a one-on-one with someone on the street, or the ability uh, just to jazz and make it look, you know, just mm. kind of uh, cover that thing up. And yeah, that that really wasn't this was where this was heading. It was going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're a straight up magician, I would I hope that guy's business card that you described just says straight up magician <laughs> because it's, fr- it's pretty baller. Yeah, but uh, yeah. you got to be. I mean, David Blaine's a straight up magician. Yeah. Yes. Example, mm-hmm. and you know, and uh, he's earned it. Yeah, it's hard to be for, that for sure. I, I just, I just think of that as such a, such a lonely existence. If you're just <laughs> such a serious person all the time, I mean, just because that's just not so not my personality at all. It's well, just, Matt Bronger, straight up comedian. <laughs> It's pretty much you know? true. It's pretty much true. <laughs> just yeah. has a different There's, meaning to it. <laughs> yeah, they're not casting uh, the next hour drama about the Irish potato famine on Netflix uh, and no. thinking of me for the lead. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. No. Yeah, jokes are my thing. Um, so you want to hear some calls? I'm and, so excited. By the way, so, we I, I saw you at the uh, Bamboozle, not Bamboozle, Bumper Shoot back in Seattle. We really? both. I was on the bill uh, doing a theater and my girlfriend at the time came to see you. Oh, cool. And you had your, your long baby. Line sure, and she and I quoted that that's for a long awesome. time. That's oh, awesome. that's cool. It really—it's nice. just you know those little things that that's become so quotable cool, in a relationship. Man. Yeah, oh, thanks. It, it was really, really great. It thanks. Was when and I discovered you, thank you, thank you. That's it, it's such a it's such a fun festival. But it, but you're in a theater and they still have the stage directions from whatever play is going on. So uh-huh. I remember it was like a it, it was like the the seaboards of like a boardwalk and there was sand all over the stage and like every comedian that came out I'd made fun it of it. Bit, yeah, but it was also just like what are why. They, we can't have our own anything, you know, but it's fine. That's so yeah. rad that you saw that. Okay. So I told you a little bit, basically, we yep. uh, play these calls. I have not heard them. You have not heard them. So uh, let's try to, to dole out uh, some, some dipshit advice here. Mm-hmm. Hey, Matt. Uh, my name is Craig. I'm a 22-year-old guy about to juggle work in college. I worked a graveyard shift, and it's a dead-end job. I was just wondering, is college really worth the trouble? I'm leaning towards to be a like, be a psychologist if I do choose to go through college. I don't know. Give me your thoughts on the matter. Uh, what are your opinions? All right. You know, I, I don't know your background or history very much. Why don't you take this one? Uh, okay. Does college really matter? I, first of all, I love that he says I'm working the graveyard shift on a dead-end job. Yeah, that's, Just a, really spring, that's a Springsteen song d- right Double there. punning it up there for us. Um, <laughs> well, I'd say if you do want to become a psychologist, I think absolutely legally college is an important part of that career path. Yeah. And I would love to know that if he doesn't do college, what his goal is. But this is coming from a magician, someone who uh, college is definitely not a prerequisite. I, college for me was the best thing that I ever did. I went to Emerson College in Boston. Oh, yeah, nice. And, uh, 
you know, I studied broadcast journalism and yeah, you know, you learn, you learn what you learn and I've never had to whip out my degree as proof for anything. But the relationships I made while in college, because it was kind of a artsy fartsy school with a lot of creative types and, uh, you know, uh, Dan Levy became one of my best friends, yeah. stand-up comedian and Dan. Daniel Kino and yeah. just the people who, like, I- I'm still best friends with a group of about 20 or 25 um, guys and gals, pardon me as I clear my throat, <clears throat> who I met at Emerson and that was priceless. Nice. Priceless. Excuse me, getting over a little, a little thing. It's okay. So I would say, I mean, now I know a lot of people who, you know, can start their career path if it's not a, a college kind of thing that you, you need to do right away. And, and for them, college is kind of a, it's a, a little, it takes up, it, it's a roadblock, you know, it might, if you can just hop right into it, might as well do it. So for me, like if I had to go back in time and if my parents weren't like, Justin, we really want you to get a college degree. Mm-hmm. Foolish me probably would have said, well, fine, I'm not going to go to college. I'm going to go right into being a magician. But looking back now, knowing what I know and knowing how important all that stuff was, like it really was, uh, it was vital. And it's college is expensive. And there's like the financial strange that might become a, Mm -hmm. you know, ball and chain for a long time. So that, you know, I don't know how his financial picture is in that realm. But if college is an option, I would say go for it. At least try it out for a bit. You don't have to graduate. If it's not for you. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. And, and you bring up a really good point. And something I never really thought about in terms of my life is that, like, I my parents always they're both educators, and they but they always said, you know, if you don't want to go to college, don't go. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as my mom is like, an education is is very important. She always sided with athletes who wanted to go pro at eighteen if they wanted to. She's like, if you don't want to go to college, don't go to college. It's all about free will. If you don't want to go, why the fuck are you going? And with with me though, I was so lost. I didn't know what I, I I still in my 40s now feel so lost and feel so mentally young in terms of making certain decisions and in terms of having any kind of perspective uh, that even like back then I was complete, just a mess in terms of anything I had to go for in terms of direction. So college is a good four years of you to discover who you are, start building toward what you want to be and also forge friendships in adulthood outside of places like bars or workplaces where you're all there and you're all there for a, for a reason that's for development, which is what education is. Um, so I would definitely say, uh, you know, yay college and the financial thing. Well, first, if you want to be a psychologist, you have no fucking choice. You got to go to college, A. And B, just look into financial aid and look into maybe not going to the most expensive school. Look into state schools, look into uh, city colleges, things like that. And just bust your ass to get really good grades, and then that'll get you into whatever the grad school of your choice. Knock on wood. So that that's that'd be my my advice. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, going to college to be a psychologist. College is not going to be like an artsy fartsy laid back no, ride like it no. was. You yeah. know, maybe for me, but. But I'd say, yeah, give it a year at least. See totally. what it's like. See what it feels like. Yeah. Learn about what it would mean to be a psychologist mm-hmm. and all that would entail. And it gives you it gives you a safety net to fail. By the way, too. Like yeah. I, I did my second semester of my senior year in LA. They had Emerson has an internship program. Okay, which let me like with a guaranteed place to live for three months without having to sign a lease or anything. Come out here and figure out this was the city for me. And oh, man, nice. so many people don't have that yeah. opportunity and move out here blind and have no friends. And they're like, yeah. I have a lease. I have no money. So college affords you all that freedom. and Yeah, it, it helps you avoid the experience of living the Guns N' Roses song, Welcome to the Jungle, when you get here. <laughs> uh-huh. <'Cause it's laughs> yeah, you are prey the moment you get off that bus. Um, so yeah, uh, good luck to you, man, and uh, hope it works out. And also, 
uh, <laughs> dead end job, graveyard shift. Just don't beat your head against the wall. You're so young and so dramatic. Uh, <laughs> things will get better. And, and uh, it's, it's, I know it seems like the hardest thing right now, but I will say this. My uncle uh, used to make my cousin do stuff like lay asphalt with a construction company when he was 22, 21. And he would come back with these horror stories and my uncle would be like, oh, that's what, that's what that age is for. Like, you're supposed to work like that because you're, you're resilient. And so it's like, look at it that way. You're going through hell right now so you can have a bit more of heaven later. Uh, when your body won't really be up to living job, working jobs like that. When you're when you're young, take take heart in the fact that this <laughs> this will give you a little more spine, a little more gumption as time goes by. So, and we need more psychologists. Yeah, people and, are always uh, going to be a little sick in the head. Absolutely, comedians are always going to need someone to vent to. Without, without question, and Help you'll us out. probably smoke a lot of good weed. <laughs> if anybody who has taken any, any kind of philosophy or psychology classes, oh, yeah. usually, just, oh yeah, they just smoke so much boom. Okay, when, <laughs> boom. boom. Yeah. I have never heard that reference at all. Is that did like smoking just, loud? Did you it's just weird. make that up? No, no, no. No, that's a term. No, boom, that's from like Cypress Hill had that album Temples of Boom. Oh, boom is just an expression for weed. Oh no way! Wow. I love it. I yeah. might, I might own that now. Take it. It's not, yeah. I didn't make it up. Um, can I, can I just say, I had like a really funny shit job in college. Uh, I worked at, I was hired by Disney in Orlando okay. because they were going to be building a resort out and I was, whatever, I was going to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And while I was out there taking courses or whatever, I was a custodian at the Magic Kingdom. Oh, wow. I was like 21, 22 years old. Yeah. Like doing trash in bathrooms. Like, and then like, like, and then like going we were to like school. spiking it? Like spiking trash? Yeah. Nice. And like, yeah. And so I have like epic horror bathroom stories. Yo. But like here I am getting like a very prestigious education mm-hmm. in tandem. Yeah, it sort of had to be what it was, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've said this on stage where if you have never worked a shit job ever, your opinion is worthless. Yeah, you know, oh. anyone who's just, yeah, because it's like if you've lived off an inheritance your entire life and you're like, you ever say anything about like, well, this is how life should. It's like you don't know. You mm-hmm. haven't been ground under someone's shoe. You haven't been yelled at by someone because you know the food you brought out came out five minutes later than they thought it would come, or you know, mm-hmm. it, you if you've never worked directly with the public, you know, right. I just feel mm-hmm. like. <laughs> Good. Yeah. yeah, doing bathrooms. There you go. You know, all the bathrooms in Disney have their own soundtrack, and I would like sing them off of work. Like oh, the soundtrack would yeah. get stuck in your head. Yeah, You'll be sure. like, oh, what's that song that's weird? Oh, yeah, that's the bathroom by Cinderella's Castle. My, my, like, my, my, <laughs> and you know what? You have it mapped in your oh, head man. like I'm a like, bat. Oh, yeah, you could sonically map. The one by, yeah. There's a composer somewhere who's like, yeah. yes, at a dinner party. Write, what have right? you written? Anything I've heard? Well, have you, have you been into the bathroom? shit at the Magic Kingdom? Because <laughs> yeah. you may have heard. I just want to show you this. I'm going to show you this check that I just uh-huh. received. I get one a week yeah. for, for my third move from that bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine was an ice cream uh, man, and he said, you know, you could you can play the entertainer, and you can play um, anything but Pop Goes the Weasel. Because Pop Goes the Weasel is the shortest melody, and you'll slowly go insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, ha- shit, you have to have it playing. Okay. You have to pick a song. Don't you find okay. later in life that like you really draw upon those experiences of those shit jobs, those you know oh, those yeah. things? Because those are your ways just to relate to people. You oh, know, no, no matter how bad a gig is, I'm like, well, you know, at least I'm not blank. You know, at least I'm not doing this job or that job. Mm-hmm. It, they're 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 great for perspective, if nothing else. Even more important than college, perhaps. Yeah. Mm. Is having a shit job. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I, yeah. I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. That. All right. All right. All right, Matt. 
My name's Tony. I'm in college. And, uh, I'd been seeing this girl for like two months, probably about. And I really liked her and I knew she really liked me too. And the only thing was we got in some fights and that caused my friends kind of to pressure me to end things with her, which I did. And it's been like a week or two now and I'm just kind of regretting it. Mm. Just because I feel like I should have made the decision myself. And I don't know if it's too late now. So I'm just wondering what do you think, maybe? Uh Tony. Uh, Tony. Go ahead. Tony Tone. Yeah. What's well, that's tough because you know, you know, there's there are there are reasons to break up after a short while. There are red flags or things that, you know, that are, uh, you know, reasons to jump ship before you let your heart fall deeper in love with someone and make it much more difficult. But yeah, when your friends' opinions are involved, that's a whole different thing because your friends are only getting your side of the story. Absolutely. They're, they're not hearing about the shitty things you did most of the time. Yeah. You're kind of making making her sound really bad so that, you know, they kind of make you feel like less of a mm-hmm. dipshit. Um, man, it's been a couple of weeks. I would, I would say. I mean, the, the hard part is that if you're going to reach out and kind of rekindle things and then be like, Oh, my friends are right. I I do kind of want to break up, and then you're then you're a double dick because right. you're 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 reinvigorating it, and then you're breaking her heart again. So it's tough without knowing maybe what yeah. brought this about. Just be sure you really want to get back together with her before you open that door, because you, I doubt you'll get the door opened again. And uh, also, I mean, I've been in that situation where I've been mistreated by someone, and it sadly you kind of have to choose pride over love. And it's that's an impossible thing because it's just like, but I love this person. It's like, yeah, but they don't love you. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna keep telling her how I feel and keep, you know. So it's like maybe your friends were like, stand up for yourself. She walks on you, you know. You you're infatuated with her, with, infatuated with her, but she doesn't treat you well. So you know, like like so many of the calls we get, we've all these boxes are left unchecked. Right. So we don't know. We're all filling in the blanks ourselves. Um, but. Uh, you know, he didn't say, "Should I get back together with my girlfriend?" I broke up with her. Bye. Huh? It just it sound it sounds like he still has feelings for her, and I think if 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 he, look, man, if you really want to get back together with her, it won't hurt to tell her because then twenty years from now you won't go. Oh, I should have at least told her because you'll probably tell her and she'll be like, "No, you already broke up with me. You don't get a second chance." That's a good chance that's going to happen. But if you're really if you if you really want to rekindle it, I mean, I always say, "Why not try?" You know? Yeah, I'm the kind of guy, like, when, I, when I've been in a long-term, I'm a serial monogamous, so when I've been in long-term mm-hmm. relationships and I end up breaking up, like, because you know, I know it's the right, it's just not, you know, it's the time and it's just not the right relationship, and I always regret it. Yeah. Even when it's the right thing to do. So right. it's tough without knowing context. Yes. Like, I always, my friends will have to say, don't, don't call her. Uh-huh. Do not, you, you're going to be a dick if you call her, you yeah. know? And then, like, do not keep hooking up. Like, all those things are, yeah. that's good advice from friends. Mm-hmm. But there is something to say that, you know, if it's just been two months 
And if you kind of get that little nagging thing in your gut, like it is something worth listening to and it might be worth reaching out in a very honest, uh, authentic way. Be right. like, you know, maybe we rushed into breaking things off and I, I just don't feel good about how it ended. Do you want to get coffee or something? Like baby step back into it as opposed to showing up outside her door with a boom box, <laughs> professing love. Yeah. You know, hey, yeah. we're doing Do it. Not, that, and then you change your mind. That's that, bad. That old article on The Onion about a uh, man arrested for attempting a romantic comedy movie uh, moves or something <laughs> uh-huh. like that. Yeah, he's like hanging outside her office window, banging on the glass, and you know, just like stuff that in the movie be like, oh my god, what a bold choice. Stuff that no woman would actually go for. Yeah, I mean, you talk to her like a human being and and you know, figure out where it went wrong. I would maybe hold back on, oh, my friends told me to, mm-hmm. but that can be included in conversations if it if it starts to go better, and and you can be like, well, I let myself be led along by certain uh, factions and I'm sure parts of that are even just in your own brain where you're kind of like, uh, I looked at it the wrong way. Because we, we all have had that, we all have that urge to, to use the smart bomb, to use the nuclear op- option to be like, it's over, it's, everything's not perfect, I'm done. I'm just going to keep uh, running away and running away and running away from every relationship until all the pieces fit and this is my soulmate and... Uh, Jesus Christ himself comes down off a magical cloud and points at her and says, yes, that's her. That's the one you guys should totally bone on the lawn and live <laughs> together forever. You know, so it, it's, you know, that you're never going to get anything that's perfect. And I feel like this guy's heart is talking to him and being like, yeah. look, you, you, you screwed up. man." I'd say the big lesson here would be, you know, I'm a consensus kind of guy. I love getting people who know me, get yeah. their opinion. But then you got to step back and you got to make sure whatever you do is you, that you own it 100%. You yeah. can't do anything that you, you can't throw your friends under the bus here. No. You know, you can't go back to her like you say and say, oh man, my friends talk to me. Because that just, you need to keep that part quiet and you need to learn from yourself. Like, yes. You, no one wants to know that you're also a puppet for your friends. Right. Mm-hmm. But you got to, whatever decision you make in life, whether, whether you know, you, you've got to own it 100%. Uh-huh. So sometimes maybe take a beat. Don't rush into it. Don't, don't, don't break things off if yeah. you're, you know, if you feel like you're being talked into something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't start with going, hey, you want to get back together? But I'd start with going, you want to get a cup of coffee? Which, cup of coffee is not necessarily a date, it's a meeting, you know? That's why I feel like most people, from what I've heard on Tinder, when someone's like, want to get coffee? They're like, no, I want to go on a date, <laughs> right. or I don't. No, it's uh, date zero. Is that it? Uh, yeah, it's uh, date zero. Oh, That's why you do one. it. And then if they can get oh, past that good. hour, then it's date one. Okay. That's 100% what I do. Okay. Well, the phone that I use that my wife doesn't know I have, that I swipe <laughs> right on literally <laughs> anyone. Uh, for, <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> like, date zero Why don't we meet behind great. the trace, train station? And then they never um, respond. Yeah. I, just <laughs> I, I, I started doing date zero after I had a date where the guy, I don't know, we're like 20 minutes in and he's like, I'm really feeling a connection right now, which P.S. I wasn't. And then he was like, I really feel like I could tell you something. I was like, okay, what? He was like, what's the deal with music? Wow. And I went, oh, what do you mean? Like, what do I, he's like, no, like I just, I don't really listen to it. It doesn't really do anything for me. I don't really get like all those moods and that vibe. And then I just sat there, I put like $20 on the table and I'm like, thank you so much. But like food hadn't even come out. Like I was like, oh yeah, after the guy who like didn't understand the deal with music. What's the deal with music? Wow. What's the deal with music? (laughs) Seinfeld's worst bit. even a bad (laughs) Seinfeld premise. Now, you think on a coffee date zero, he would have dropped that bomb on you? Well, but it would have been just a coffee date. 
But yeah, yeah, then it would have been just coffee. Oh, and it would have been fantastic. Yeah, no, and I could there there was four dollars, and then I leave, and I'm like, peace out. Like, and at a know. Starbucks, there's music playing. So yeah. hopefully, if you're going to be annoyed by yeah. music, uh-huh. it comes up. <laughs> I I had I had a couple f- people over for just for Halloween to like give out candy. You know, just sitting around watching scary movies. And my friend Brady, like, we hear the theme from Law and Order just blaring <laughs> as the door opens, and we're like, what's happening? And he just co- and Brady's like taller than me and bigger. He's a huge guy. And he just comes around the corner in this suit and he has like a Bluetooth speaker in his jacket that's blaring law and order. I'm like, that's your costume. <laughs> so it's like, the He's beauty Dick of Wolf. music is that it'll be, yeah. Just walking around my house like he's casing the joint. It was so <laughs> stupid. So but it made me laugh so hard because we're all, I'm dressed as Jason. Mm-hmm. My friend's dressed as John Wick with a bloody pencil. And like, <laughs> it, it's just, it was just like, I guess the, the long point I'm making here is like, music is kind of everything. Because it's I, just, I mean, I mean, just hearing that song made me laugh. It was such a dumb costume. (laughs) But it's like, yeah, I couldn't relate less to that man. And I get it. Yeah. I think that's a great friend. Comes in and cases the place. Yeah. So cool. That (laughs) is so cool. And then if you're at Disneyland, you need help pooping, you know? Yes, exactly. (laughs) When you're listening to A Whole New World. Yeah. (laughs) What's the deal with music? It's amazing. Feel like we're that he said, by the way, can I tell you something? As opposed to, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I think sucks? A mother's love. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just don't get it. What's the point? Mm. Yeah. No. Hey, Matt. Um, I'm just wondering if you could weigh in on a debate slash discussion my friends and I have had for the past two years. Wow. Um, and I haven't gone through every episode in your podcast yet, so I'm sorry if this topic's been covered. But what's, like, the healthiest, most clean way to, you know, like, take a shit? Um, <laughs> you know, there's the age-old debate of, like, back to front, front to back. But me and my buddies were talking. One guy, like, stands up. And, like, another guy, like, he waits as long as he can so that gravity can, like, do the most work. What? One guy just pushes as hard as he can. And we just think that is, like, That's really bad, like, with hernias and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we've been going around in circles for like a few years oh. now, and we just would like the most kind of, <laughs> I don't know, like, like how do you do it? You know, it's just, <laughs> what's, uh, what's the strategy here? Anyway, I'd uh, love to hear a response. You Bye. guys are just a bunch of scat freaks. It should how be a video podcast. Hey. Yes. <laughs> All I can say is file this under fucking dudes. Dudes, <laughs> just a bunch of guys. How do, you, how do you crap, man? I don't know. How do you do it? Uh, well, the cleanest? I feel like just let, let nature take its course. Let it fall out and then wipe what's left and don't use too much paper. Justin, any? I mean, it is, I will say, in the past couple of years of my adulthood, I have pondered this. You yes. know, you okay. kind of just do it for forever because mm-hmm. then you do it the same way. And then, you know, you, for me, I think I was maybe 32 or something. And I'm like, huh, man, posture does change things. And then yeah. this whole squatty potty thing I keep hearing about. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think I needed to buy this device. I, with no mime training, have sometimes been able to do an air squatty potty where sure. you just kind of end up just... Yeah, but you're you know, in fantastic shape. I feel like you're just you, have, up you have there. strong abs. Or sometimes if you have a bathtub in front of it, you can kind yeah, of, that, you can kind you of fake it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe some stacks of books. And that really is enjoyable. Yeah, I've found, though... The wiping pad, like, you know, what's the standard way? You're trained to go from front to back, right? Yes. And I have since uh, switched 
I've I've gone now really? back to front. Interesting. Well, that's a guy thing. Yeah. Now I know yeah. you know women. It's a whole different. Well, there we are many a, we concerns. A, we have a flesh bag to we know do. where to stop. The perineum <laughs> is our, that area, right? Yeah. That little perineum patch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, women but, just have a taint. <laughs> but you can go from I, I find going from back to front, and then with the next. Uh, tissue paper, then going front to back. Interesting. And it's kind of like you're kind of getting it from both angles, almost creating like a, to a point, if you will. Hopefully there isn't anything left, but if there was. That's great. And therefore it kind of evens it out. I find that to be my way to go. And if you do have baby wipes, Mm -hmm. that's a glorious thing. Life changing. you You don't wipe down the counter with a dry towel. It's true. This is true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So in that case, you would do... I mean, depending on, um, you know, the type of deposit you've made, mm-hmm. you could do baby wipe first and then dry it up with a white one. Sometimes, though, if it's, a, if it's already a wet deposit, you want to uh, dry wipe it first, then baby wipe it, and then dry wipe it. Right. Or if your mind really wants to be blown, if you've ever experienced a Toto washlet toilet. Oh, yes. Like they have in Japan. Yeah, those... Those Japanese toilets don't no get my paper wife started. Required. Yeah, that's they're pretty. Those incredible. are the greatest things ever. Yeah, they take care of all your business. Yeah, I'm pretty much front to back. Comedian Steve Agee has a has a bit about hearing about a guy who wipes back to front, and he's he just does a thing where he just he doesn't stop. And so he's, <laughs> he's still wiping up his. He's dragging it along his stomach and chest, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's so gross. So that's what made me think of, of back. But I love that I love that you had such a, an informed and actualized answer. For well, it. it's that's one of perfect. these things that we, you know, you, Matt. I don't often get a chance to voice this type of. That's uh, what this podcast uh, this knowledge. is for, man. And I think we're all seekers. Mm-hmm. We're all searching yes. for something more, that's what it a is. cleaner way of living. Absolutely, if you will. Yeah. And uh, it's something we do all the time. There is uh, now. I would love your thoughts on this. You know how when you really got to go and you, you can't, you kind of, right, you know, you're right. just holding it, and Hold then it. the urge goes away. Yeah. And then you see a bathroom, and you're like, oh, well. It's, I've already it's made. It's not going to be. I can't. I've made a rock inside me. Right. Now. I've already hit leaving. snooze for an hour. Right. It's. I. I shouldn't. But then, if you're like, oh, I'm going to try to go. It's so disappointing when yeah. you do it. Then. Oh yeah. You mess with your body that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's. It's. Well. It. it you know, like my wife ha- literally has a wooden squatty potty. Like she loves them so much. Mm. Like we got it as a present. Uh, Rob Hubel gave us our very first one. Uh, I think we got it at like a, a one of those. Um, uh, white elephant parties, mm-hmm. so it wasn't technically to us, but we and, and he was just like he kept going on and on about how great it is. But I'm too tall, so like mm. I put my feet up on it and my oh. knees are next to my ears, and I'm just like, this sucks. I hate this. You know, is a regular so, toilet height too short for you too? Uh, no, my toilet is kind of low. I need to get a new toilet. Mm. Um, but you uh, could get a booster seat. That's like true. they have toilet seats that are <laughs> that are thick. Not no joke. Do you have an adult booster? Well, because you, we, you have- <laughs> when I was a kid, we we uh, we would. We would prank call, but everyone had their own. I mean, I grew up with some of the funniest kids I the, ever, and uh-huh. I think it's just because Portland is just so weird. But like, I remember my friend Carl, uh, aka Biggie, aka Big Bear, is a giant kid. You used to call. There was this. Um, there's Babyland Diaper Service, which would deliver cloth diapers and then pick up the dirties, so you wouldn't uh, be wasteful. And Carl, <laughs> Carl would call Babyland and ask if they had a diaper with a forty inch waist. <laughs> and it's like for for a, for a thirteen year old, that's a really funny prank. Uh-huh. So that just made me think of, made me think of Babyland uh, and a booster seat for an adult. Like Do you have 20. an adult booster seat? I'm like, sir, why? <laughs> Please don't call here again. Oh man. Mm. 
But if you ever get a handicapped room in a hotel, right? Oh, yeah. Like where the, everything's, you know, yes, very spacious, but the seats are very Yes. Oh, yeah, that's heightened. true. They are heightened. Yeah. I've been fascinated by the senior citizen walk-in tubs when I see those right, ads on with TV. The door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know how often someone accidentally opens the door when it's full. Oh, that's got to happen there. all the, where someone's just not thinking. Uh-huh. No way like, it's built well enough to <laughs> prevent it from it opening. It doesn't have a suction or a sensor. That's right. just like, no, it's full of water. I'm not going to open right now. You know. Good times. Um, are we good? We're done? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Crashed it. Uh like I'll, uh, phone number if you want to call in and uh, get some dipshit advice from me and or my guest 323-763-0228 our uh, Patreon Patreon Patty is at advice from a dipshit throw us some bucks to keep it moving uh, we are on Stitcher now which is awesome Pandora we still want to get on Spotify we're on Pandora check us out there we're at advice from a dipshit on Facebook at dipshit advice on uh, Twitter theme songs Ben Ben Wise subscribe and write a fun review Justin thank you for coming on the thank show thank you you guys this uh, is a five star podcast Thank Still, you. by the way, on iTunes. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. It's it is amazing. It is five-star yeah. podcast. So Ritz Carlton, yeah. a podcast. Uh, Justin has a residency at the Roosevelt, the Hollywood Roosevelt, if you uh, live in Los Angeles or the greater Californian area, uh, and has a, a fantastic show um, called Magic for Humans on Netflix. And you are, are you now shooting the... We are going to start sh- um, shooting more, hopefully in the new year here. Awesome. And then I'm always on tour, too, justinwillman.com. You can see my dates. Check him out. Yeah. He's a consummate gentleman and an amazing talent in the, in the Magic world and, and thanks for coming comedy. on the show thanks for having and me for guys yes very funny guy and for yeah, shitting and apparently for sh- and, 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 <laughs> an, an amazing <laughs> defecator yeah <laughs> yes and justin has definitely fooled me i've seen him in, in the times i've seen him perform oh no i, I, I have been yeah i've never seen him up close but I, on the show I i'm always like whoa 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 i'm I'll <laughs> rewind great. And it's very so great congrats it's very cool on the next yeah season. thank you guys yeah, thank congrats you. man thanks, thanks again i appreciate and, uh, it. congrats on uh your your family stuff yes very cool gonna be a papa yay it's gonna be a dad thanks again man Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Fronger.